everyone. Tony and Bree back with you recording from the best place this side of heaven. Agreed. Doing another special Christmas episode. Yes. Managing Christmas chaos. We actually have two or three weeks we're going to be talking Christmas and different angles of it. So Ethan, go ahead and cue our Christmas music and let's read. Luke chapter two says, there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them. Don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, Messiah the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped in strips of cloth lying in a manger. And suddenly the angels were joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and peace on earth to those with whom he's pleased. When the angels returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing which the Lord has told us about. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph, and there was the baby lying in the manger. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. And the shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. It was just as the angel had told them. Amen. Managing Christmas chaos. Are you ready, my sunflower? I am. Let's roll. Okay, so this episode is simple because it is the first week of December and it hit us that typically around October, for Bree and I anyway, we start saying yes to invitations for things and we're really not thinking much about it. And all of a sudden, whammo, in December, <laughs> we've got like a gazillion things on the calendar. Is that fair, my love? Yes. And many I talk to feels the same way, where the idea of Christmas events sound fun, but the reality can be overwhelming, mm-hmm. especially when you add in sneezes and sniffles and traffic and all the other stress that comes with holidays. So that's all that this episode is, kind of like a last minute alert for all of us, including Team Wood, and maybe your family is in this particular bucket. Is it a bucket? Sure. <laughs> Situation as well. <laughs> To look at the coming month and make sure that there is some path to enjoying family and friends and most of all Christ instead of hitting January with nothing but a holiday haze. May I insert a warning? Of course, my love. I think for women, we feel a lot of pressure to put on, you know, in quote, perfect Christmas, Mm. whether that's gifts or Christmas card photos, matching pajamas, food, home decor, party planning. And I found that's just not possible. And a lot of times when we try to do more, we end up enjoying less. That's interesting because I actually read a study that something like 20% of people say that their best Christmas was 2021, which was the one that was Mm -hmm. low key because of COVID um, and nobody had a choice to actually slow down. So 100% agree. We want to make sure we are running our schedules, not our schedules running us, including Mm -hmm. for the children too. That's good. So there is no rhyme or reason to this. Uh, Just a few ideas we came up with and a few things we've tried. Some worked better than others. And we're assuming you plan to be in the Word, doing family worship and attending church. So these are kind of the extras. Uh, I call them, ready, 10 ways to let it slow, let it slow, let it slow. You see what I I did there? I like it. It was either that or partridge in a pear down tree. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, let it slow. Idea number one, here we go, is just go offline for a while. And this one's getting harder and harder, especially now that so many work remotely, but it's an absolute game changer when you can do it. Yes. And this is because having internet access or our phone notifications allows everything from the outside world. Often things we don't do 
or can do anything about access to our family time. And what we have found is that putting the phone in a charger, like in the kitchen and then making the concerted decision to not go there allows a more mindful and intentional holiday experience with the real people that you're actually with. And I've one friend who actually does that every night. He gets home from work, puts the phone on a charger in the kitchen and literally will not look at it until the next morning at 7 a.m. when he gets ready for work. And I'd even add fully turning the phone off and tucking it in a drawer for a few days. Like who's talking? Laugh. This is the pot calling the kettle black. Hey, <laughs> vacation, it happens, holidays. <laughs> okay. okay. I know this sounds absolutely off the wall or even using airplane mode. And it's just amazing how much more present things feel and how much easier it is to enjoy the people around us. And for those who have work, I would recommend telling your employer or coworkers a way that they can access you for emergency, but also that you're going to be unplugging in quote for a while. And it never fails that everyone else will start doing it too. I think everyone wants the freedom to do it. It just takes one person to set the standard. Totally. And way to let it snow slow. Let it slow. (laughs) Let it slow. Let it slow. Let it slow. Number two is to set up events that prioritize kindness. And by this, we mean a Christmas activity or two with the family where the focus is on giving rather than getting. Yeah. Over the years, we have done the skid row thing, the rescue mission thing. We have delivered presents to all the neighbors thing, even just gone out delivering PB&Js in the local park. And we even do Christmas caroling here at NBC. We have two dates actually coming up if anyone's in SoCal and wants to join us. But all of that can be a real blessing. And I think a benefit of slowing down to be in the community is lasting memories are made. It's true because suddenly the focus isn't on markets and retail and buying, but on love and joy and peace and everything that we truly prize as believers. And that's something you, my love, have always done well on Christmas Day, where we'll typically have people over, family, or even someone from church who doesn't have anywhere to go. And then we'll sing a song, do like a Bible trivia game, and then share highlights from the past year and just really slow down. Those are my favorite holiday memories. And let it slow. Idea number three is make an agreement with everyone in the family, including your extended family, to shop small like from stocking stuffers to gifts, instead of trying to impress everybody with all the technological gizmos that'll be obsolete in three months and you only bought because Best Buy told you it was on sale, have the entire family agree to gifts that focus on purpose, not price, and fall under a preset spending limit. I love, love, love this because there's such a pressure to buy gifts and especially with larger families, it can be so expensive. Yeah, and it brings stress because we're using credit cards and that's not good stewardship. So yeah, the idea is just um, take the lead on this, call mom or dad, extend family and see if everyone's okay with like a spending cap. I have found that typically everyone agrees and Brie has called around and everyone agrees and the grandparents who can't overspend still find sneaky ways to do it anyway. And there are so many small retailers online now, like on Etsy that offer meaningful custom artisan style products like necklaces and soap, gathering baskets, personalized ceramics, even custom linen napkins without all the mainstream mall hassle. And remember the key here is slowing down. So that idea isn't how many gifts we can pump out, but enjoy the process of hand making them and delivering them in a special way. So if the process becomes a have to rather than a joyful get to, then it's lost its purpose. And let it slow. Idea number four is host a fireplace story night, especially, I know it's cute. If you have little ones, it can be really neat to have everyone over, sit around a fireplace or in California, a fire pit and tell Christmas stories, share fun memories. Uh, The history of hymns is a big one now. And most importantly, Bible stories along with some hot chocolate. And we used to have a morning when the church was smaller where all the mamas would come to our house and we cut out crafts, tell stories, sing songs. And I miss those days so much. (laughs) And the key to this one is asking everybody to participate just so the host doesn't feel overwhelmed. 
Like if one person offers the home, another family can bring hot chocolate or cider. Another family brings like the storybooks or the crafts or a guitar to sing. And this is one of the reasons I love that we do songs in all of our discipleship groups like at church, because you want your children to experience how Christians sing together and that Mm -hmm. praising God is a part of the communal experience. Yes. So again, everything we're talking about is about doing less so you can enjoy more, meaning you don't have to turn these things into big parties. In fact, think about saying no to some of those big parties so you can say yes to the smaller gatherings without media, without huge cleaning, and just enjoy friends and family like Christians have for millennia. So good. Okay, let it snow. Slow. Slow. (laughs) I did it again. Idea number five is decorating the home with real greenery, which just means building holiday arrangements with fresh foliage like wreaths and garlands from either the woods or a local. And I got to admit, this one's a real stretch, especially (laughs) in California. No, you do this. You do real flowers all the time for people. So let me explain. Last year, a brother from church came by with a box and inside was a real Christmas wreath. I had never seen one my whole life, like a real actual pine bow wreath and it smelled exquisite. And he told me that when he got saved 30 years ago, when he was in juvie, um, that actually when he was there, they'd take the boys out into the woods and they would give them a ladder and teach them how to climb up into the pine trees, cut their own bows, and then lace them together and make these old school wreaths. That is so cool. And so he went back there. He goes back there to visit every year and then he buys one of the wreaths and he delivered it. It was great. So Mm. this is something that even boys can do, like just go out and be manly, cut down a real tree. Uh, And there's a ton of DIY links online. And the idea is to take the family to a local forest, cut down a real tree or some pine bows, and then decorate the home with them or give them out as gifts. And I bet there's something so soothing about the smell and natural colors. (laughs) I'm not going to answer that. (laughs) I might get beat up. But yes, soothing colors, natural fabrics, harmonious fragrances. I don't know. I hear some people enjoy those things. (laughs) My Tootsie Roll pop hard oh, on the outside, but soft oh, on the inside. Oh, that's my mama. <laughs> and let it slow. Idea number six is block out a few family cookie nights. I love this one, which is really obvious. Just turn off the TV, start early, have everyone participate in a dinner party together. And this was what families did for hundreds of years. It is. One thing that changed after the Industrial Revolution and refrigeration and microwavable dishes was the planning and preparation that went into family meals. So like a wife would have prepped all day long and the entire family would have helped serve and the dinner would have been enjoyed for multiple hours and often by candlelight and people wouldn't have left the table until it was actually bedtime. So there was just a large communal experience around the dinner table. I imagine people bonded so much. Oh, totally. So though we have all these benefits from modern technology, one big loss is the two to three hours around a table laughing and learning and singing and crying or whatever together. So the idea here is to restore that sense of family dinner. Everyone helping prep the meal, eat the meal, then stay around the table to talk. Even having three to four courses Mm. so the night is longer and then not rush off to TV or electronics, but truly staying there until everyone feels sleepy and is ready for bed. Yeah. And you could even go shopping together. I mean, look for foods that are new and interesting and seasonal winter beetroot, Brussels sprouts, carrots, cranberries, kale, mushrooms. I don't know. Whatever's wintry. Maybe tricky or marinated roast, even duck. Mm, Duck. (laughs) Okay. Just stuff you wouldn't normally try. Make sure that there's enough of it, especially if you have boys or teenagers. And then if all else fails, make a fun run to In-N-Out. And by the way, on that note, shout out to the two new states that are getting in and out. Tennessee, I heard 2026. And New Mexico, 2027. I think it's New Mexico. It might be somewhere else. But wherever, (laughs) you know what they're doing? Is wherever the Californians (laughs) move, they put an in and out. I heard the one in Tennessee, or no, not Tennessee, somewhere. There was one somewhere, Colorado. It had a 12-hour line. Can you believe that? People lined up 8 a.m., didn't get their burgers till 8 p.m. Whoa. In and out's that good. Crazy. 
Let it slow. Idea number seven is admire the Christmas tree. And I know this sounds a little lame, but it's interesting (laughs) how we go get a tree, we throw it up, toss some decorations on it, and then really enjoy it. So the idea here is to actually set aside some time to do that. And this one's obvious. It's super easy. And just schedule a short time while the kids are napping or everyone is out at a sports practice and turn on some Christmas music or hymns, sit on the couch, look at the tree and pray. And I, I know this sounds cheesy, but trust me, the times that I am able to commune with the Lord the most are when Bree has the kids and they're gone and I'm by myself. <laughs> Just look at the ornaments at the star, the angel, and begin to thank the Lord for who he is and all that he's done. And if you're comfortable, sing praise, even by yourself, and just enjoy a personal time of worship. I love that. Yeah. I, I typically have my best times when you guys are gone at Taekwondo. Thanks, love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Let it slow. Idea number eight, which we can't do, but we are jealous mm-hmm. is watch snow falling. Mm. And this is from Ecclesiastes three, a time to be born and at a time to die, a time to plant and a time to uproot. The general idea being here is that life has seasons and we need to enjoy them. It's interesting that we talked about what happened with dinner in the modern technology, but for thousands of years as well, agrarian society was forced to work hard nine months a year and then harvest and kind of park themselves and reflect and prepare for the next couple of months. And also the Lord told Israel to allow the ground to rest every seven years. And even we talk about a Sabbath rest, all to say there's something to be said about the beauty of working hard and then enjoying seasons for rest and reflection. And snow does that naturally. It does. When I grew up in Ohio, it was incredible, you know, because you wake up and it's just silence and you look outside, there's this big white blanket and you know, there's going to be no school and you put on the snow clothes and crunch with each step walking out there. And then when you got down to the trees, there'd be no birds and no water trickling, no leaves blowing, just, just just utter silence. Oh, I want it to snow. Yes. You know what my family did what? growing up is one of my uncles would go to Big Bear and he would load up his truck with snow. And I just thought that was the coolest thing And then ever. bring it back down yeah. and give you a little patch of snow. Like okay, I've seen that. That's so California. I know it's so California <laughs> and compared to real snow, it's lame. Seriously. I get it. Like it's a fun experience, but real snow covers everything. Yeah. And so it, you're immersed in it, right? It's but like you didn't know dancing around in a big white balloon house full of snow. <laughs> What are those jump houses? Okay. Yes. <laughs> and then you come in and the house is warm and there's numb fingers and a smell of hot chocolate. So. I love that. So the idea again is to slow down, reflect, so you can enjoy re-engaging. Exactly. And let it slow. Number nine, one of my favorites, is watch a Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. Elf. Miracle on 34th Street, (laughs) the nativity story. I guess that can be fun. And every year we try to find at least one night to do this. Typically, you're not so much into it, but we enjoy it. And I'll make a pumpkin pie or apple pie. The kids will watch and it's a nice relaxing evening. And let it slow. Number 10, the key to them all is pare down your calendar. And none of the other ideas will work if we don't do this. We have to say no to a few things. Less parties, less school events, even less extended relative time. You can even try sitting down as a couple this week to write out the top one to two things things you want to do over the next month and make those the must do's and then look at everything else as on the chopping block being okay with kindly saying no to a few things and we have been there listen a few years back we were overwhelmed i asked Bree to count up how many events or invites had come in for december and it was well over 40 and that is just not sustainable so we sat down and we began to kind of chop things out and agreed what we were actually going to to be participating in part of this for we mamas is resetting our expectations because we can with great motivations want to produce splendid christmas memories for our children looking back at our own childhood with a blue sky bias but in so doing we may actually run everyone including ourselves into the ground and mm. still not get the desired outcome so again like a broken record the key is to do less so you can enjoy mm. 
more. more. Yep. And that includes for hubby and wifey too. Like it's okay to enjoy a night out together just because it's Christmas doesn't mean you can't do date night or the kids can't have a sitter. So go out and do some ice skating <laughs> at our age. I don't know. We'd probably fall that and break something. Dangerous. Walk through a Christmas village, Christmas lights, go for a Harbor cruise. That's what people that are more in our age Come do. On. You know, <laughs> like Bree said, set a good plan, say no, do less so you can enjoy more. And can I just add the obvious spiritual reality? Peace with life and in life only happens if you have peace with the Lord. So no matter how crazy things get, keep your quiet times going. Your sin confessed and your church attendance strong. Everything else flows out of our union with Christ. Amen. Well, that felt like a lot, my love. It was great. So 10 ways to let it slow, let it slow. Assuming you're in the word attending church, then unplug, prioritize kindness, shop small, host a fireplace night, try a real greenery, host a family cooking night, enjoy the Christmas tree, watch the snow fall, watch a Christmas movie, and pare down your calendar and next week, we'll be back to dig a little bit deeper into these things, including ways to not feud with family. And I'd love to hear everyone else's ideas, too. So please DM Date Night with the Woods and share with us. We really do hope you all have an absolutely beautiful Christmas. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the annual reminder of your love showcased through your son, who so willingly came to earth, was born in the manger, lived a perfect life to one day die a sinner's death. Help us to find time for him to worship him, to honor him, to rejoice in him. These next few weeks, we pray in his name. Amen. Date Nighters, we love you. A big special thanks to Ethan, our producer, and our Mission Bible family. Until next time, keep living for the gospel and fighting for Paw the family. Tree, Jenna, pear down tree. <laughs>